Hola, people. This is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club. As usual, I got Darren Jolly here with me. Hi. And today we are going to talk about the FCC, um, Federal Communications Commission. Basically, this is a organization that, well, by hook or by crook, tells us what we can see and hear and controls basically uh, television, telecommunications, which include the internet. Um, you know, and, and again, they say what, what we can and, and can't see. Now, supposedly it's against the law for them to dictate what a point of view would be, but I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, the reason that I want to talk about the FCC is because the airwaves that we're talking about, whether we're talking about the internet or television, are technically our airwaves, the, the taxpayer airwaves, which is why the FCC has control over them. Um, and I've got a, a serious problem with the fact that the NFL sells the rights to broadcast their games to the highest bidder. And, and that isn't the problem that I have. The problem that I have is that, you know, they sell it through, I think, 2023, 2025, and the deal is worth $100 billion. Well, since those are our airwaves and our legislators are always saying we don't have enough money for this and we don't have enough money for that and our infrastructure is bad and education needs help and all of this stuff, then when $100 billion is passed to transmit a game over our airwaves, why don't we get a piece of that? I mean, the FCC makes a ton of money in licensing and everything else, but again, those are our airwaves. So why couldn't we get a chunk of it to give to some schools and to fix bridges and roads? I mean, we definitely need the money. Um, and... I think we need it maybe more than the NFL, um, but that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So their rhetorical disposition is that they're selling it because it's their product. Well, yes. So the NFL, it is their product. Absolutely. But if they didn't have our airwaves, then there wouldn't be a fucking product. Or everybody would be watching at the stadiums. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't transmit the games. I'm saying that it's $100 billion that we're talking about, and it's being transmitted on our stuff. Well, and you're suggesting that the concept of ownership is more complicated than the product that's being produced. It's the medium through which the, the product is being transmitted through. Like it's, a, it's, it's sort of like a, a commons-like space. We'll say like the airways or something, like you said, that 
the airways are owned by the citizens. It's like in, in, in your, you know, or, or, or should be managed by the government, but still be owned by the by the citizens. Right. Whereas right now, the way that the system functions is, while that might be rhetorically what it, it is suggested, like you said, the only thing that we make money out of is in the licensing of those spaces. It's not in. Well, and the fines because they do the fine the hell out of everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, Howard Stern rule, right? Right. They they find everybody a lot of a lot of money. Um, but yeah, okay. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not our airwaves. No, I I, I don't know. I just like like at the bottom of your argument, I just want to see because I, dude, I, I, like I'm I'm always going to be on the side of the medium belonging to the people. You know, I mean, uh, I I think that I mean if it were up to me, you know. Uh, Facebook should be a, co- a, co- a public commons. Instagram should be a public commons. All of these these spaces that are supposed to be there for uh, for communication that should be public commons. And that does not mean that I'm not saying that Mark Zuckerberg shouldn't be able to make some money off of it. But I'm fairly fucking certain that he doesn't need to be the head of a trillion dollar industry when the vast majority of what he's creating. Is 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 a space that's being produced by the people that are creating the network for that to exist in the first place. He produces the the heart, the, the the software that allows it to happen, but we're the ones that reproduce the. And see, maybe that's where it gets tricky. Like, so in telecom, I know that MCI spent a lot of money through the ages, and and historically they laid all of their lines next to railroad tracks. So they had more lines run than any other telecom company out there at one time. And of course, MCI is no more, but you know, so they spent their own money to run that line, but yet the FCC still had domain over it and what they could use the line for. Um, I'm sure when, NBC first started their broadcast, you know, they put lines up. But I know that the government, to some degree, has dominion over where those lines can go and where they are. So I guess maybe the question is, just because you own the hardware, does that mean you own the entire network? And if you do own the entire network, then why the fuck does the FCC even exist? That, that actually exactly was what I was going to circle back to at that point. If, if, if it's just something that the market's supposed to uh, to exist, there's a reason why you're regulating communication in the first first place, pres- right? Presumably, I mean, it's a guarantee. I mean, in a perfect world, I, again, like I, I I don't trust anyone or anything, but uh, to make sure that you know there's uh, free space for people to to communicate for you know I mean so what is what is the modus operandi behind the history of the FCC in the first place in relation to that then? Well, that's a really good question, um, and I'm trying to figure out because I've always worked under the assumption that they were our airwaves, kind of similar to what they do in Canada, what they do in Great Britain, you know. It's it's the BBC, um, and there's BBC Two and which BBC is public, Four, which and is public and those yeah. are their airwaves. Um, Canada does something very similar. RT is Russian. Yeah, it's, it's similar. 
Um, so I just worked under the assumption that these were really our airwaves and the FCC was making money on the licensing of it. Yet the corporations were making the lion's share of the money by selling the rights to the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, um, you know, you name it. Um, This is a really complicated question. Over the course of the last, you know, I mean, when we, when you and I were going to school as kids, when we were playing Oregon Trail, uh, that was what computers existed as, right? I mean, we watched war games, and uh, Matthew Broderick did his hacking through dial-up, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ways in which the world has changed in relation to communications is so, I mean, one of, one of our mutual friends, like, uh, she goes to this exercise, she does these weird interviews with people, and she tries to get them relaxed, so she has, like, this series of questions that she'll ask him. Uh, one of the questions she'll ask him is, if you could have a, um, it's an odd question, but it gets into the, that person's psyche, um, if you could have, if there's a part of history or life that's not being paid attention to, if you could have a museum that was devoted to that thing, uh, what what would it be? So like when she told me that she did that, when she went through her questioning, I, I, I reversed the roles on her. I was like, so what, what would be a museum? And she, she, she said, I would do a museum on technological development, particularly that relates to telecommunications, because everything has changed so much over the course of the last, we've literally gone from I mean, like I, I explain a page to my daughter and she can see it on New Jack City, you know, but like that, that shit doesn't make any sense in, in reality anymore. Nobody's got a brick, you know, any longer. I mean, shit has changed so much when it comes to telecommunications. There aren't pay phones anymore. I don't think anybody knows what a pager is. I actually took a picture of a pay phone uh, three days ago. Was, yeah? Yeah, because fuck, I, I hadn't seen a pay phone in so long. I was like, shit, I got to take a picture of this. You know, so it just says, it says the commission is the United States primary authority for communications law, regulation, and technological innovation. And it says that basically they handle radio, television, wire, satellite, and cable in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. So... Again, just reading that and none of the legalese or, or bullshit that's going to be associated with it somewhere down the road, that makes me think that those are our things. And I would guess, you know, maybe not at the beginning with NBC doing their thing, you know, but I would guess that there are either tax breaks or subsidies for these companies that are laying the line, whether, you know, it's fiber or the wires that used to go from telephone pole to telephone pole. I'm guessing that there was a subsidy involved because otherwise, why wouldn't you just tell the FCC to fuck off? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Well, but if you want to. Regulation exists, so I mean, you you can't just tell if you want to be a part of an industry, you can't just tell 
the, the regulatory commission that's in charge of that industry just to, just to fuck up. I mean, I guess you could. But right, but what I'm saying is who the fuck put them in charge? Like, why did they become an organization to begin with? Um, and, and I think that censorship and making sure that we're watching what they want us to watch is, is part of it. I think that the NFL is one of the opiates for the masses. I mean, it might be the opiate for the masses for a different demographic. And then Facebook is one and TikTok is one and, you know, but all of those things I just mentioned still have to answer to the FCC. Well, I mean, because they like communication is a social function that allows them a, a society to, to exist. So like when just as, as a, for instance, you know, at the, at the, uh, the beginning of the country, when uh, Ben Franklin was the postmaster general, he uh, helped to institute like the foundation of something like media mail and also um, helped uh, to include the movement of uh, journals and uh, newspapers through, through the mail because, because, of course, he was tied to printing presses and you know, everybody wants to look at all those people at the beginning as if they're altruistic, but uh, he was making some money too. But part of the reason why they wanted to make – he did have a measure of altruism in, in what it was that he was doing because the value of – making sure that people could read because of the connection of reading to communication and to, to facilitate the movement of those concepts so that people can actually engage in dialogue with, with one another. I mean, I, I, I'm certain there wasn't an FCC back then, but you can see the foundation of the significance of communication during those time periods. And as things like, uh, um, what's the, the, uh, the wire, the, 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 like the, the TV they, show on HBO? No, 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 no. I'm talking about it, it, it's an older form of communication. It, it, it was through the, the telegraph. Telegraph, yeah. So like you have the telegraph, you have the telephone, you have like all like through you know. I mean, as that speed of the movement of ideas continued to go faster, you know. I mean, it's like uh, on, on like the telegraph on the side, like. If you have a, 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 a horse race that's running here, you know, I mean, you can send that information forward and they, they can still have bets open. You can have a pass-post position. I mean, there are certain things with regards to that communication where there's criminal positions that you'd have to consider. And then there are also just to make sure that, that you're, you're facilitating a space because communication is a public good. It's something that we have to engage in socially if we're going to pretend to have a democracy, you know? No, it's, I understand that. I'm still mulling over, and now, you know, I'm thinking, okay, so first they used smoke signals, and then there were the dudes that were riding the horses back and forth, and I think that was Western Union. And then Western Union started the telegraph, so they didn't need the guys with the horses anymore. And then Alexander Graham Bell stole the telephone yeah, idea. The Pony Express, motherfucker. Come on. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it was the Pony Express that I was thinking of, and then Western Union, the telegraph. I knew they were back there somewhere. Um, but I still... 
like I understand doing business, there's some sort of authority that's going to tell you what you can and, and can't do. Um, but if it had never been there to begin with, like, you know, the, some of the newer technologies that came out that nobody had ever dealt with before were like uh, Instagram, Snapchat. How do those fall in? And again, are because something like that is going to travel over multiple lines in order to get from point A to point B. And so in theory, it's jumping over a lot of different corporations' hardware before it reaches its destination. So obviously, those people aren't getting paid for every packet that goes over their line. So it makes me ask the question again, who owns the airwaves? Because the hardware generates the airwaves, but the FCC dictates what goes on them. I don't know. Fuck, maybe we don't own them. Maybe this entire show was based on a fucking false premise, and I have just... I, 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 Fuck the pooch. I don't. I don't think that you should roll back that position yet. I mean, again, because communication is is a, just just because somebody created the the hardware or the capabilities through the technology that doesn't skirt the social good side 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 of the thing itself. Like because it's when you're talking about communicating. It's not just the medium. It's 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 what's being being presented, right? I mean, like for for instance, part of the reason why they didn't want to have these big media conglomerates in the first place was because there was this whole like romantic notion about like a uh, competitive landscape. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, marketplace of ideas, all that all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And as as these spaces started to uh, get bought up, you know, when it starts with Time Warner and Third Channel, and then it really starts to come in, the, you know, through 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 Viacom and all, like, all the different, I mean, just getting, you know, uh, what's the Australian guy, the Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch, yeah. And uh, it's just less and less on, on, on more and more of, a, of an entire system. If the space for thought gets withered away to the point where it's not been the social quality of the thing itself, then, then it does just become the hardware. But you cannot have a functioning society if it gets reduced to that thing. Like, you have to have, I hate market, the, the term marketplace of ideas, but it, at least a diversity of thought to where people are communicating and having different thoughts, different opinions, and engaging one another. Well, no, and I think that that's one of the reasons technology has advanced the way that it has is because of whatever marketplace of ideas. Um, either that or some conspiracy theorist would argue that aliens have been given us technology and that's why we've gone so far so fast. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to either. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> 
So, is it a little bit of is it a little bit of them then, or what? No, I said I don't necessarily subscribe to either. So I'm not sure. You know, I don't really believe in the alien thing, and I'm not positive I believe in the marketplace of ideas thing. Um, because when we start talking about technology, then we're getting into other weird shit where we're talking about billions and billions of dollars. You know, you get this fucking. In, in technology, you call it a, a unicorn. So you get this unicorn idea, and all of a sudden, venture capitalists are throwing billions of dollars at you. And you might have a shit fucking idea that doesn't do anything at all, but they're still throwing billions at you because they think it's the next best thing. Um, but I don't know if... Our technology from getting things to point A to point B, and it has progressed, but I don't think it's progressed as, at the same rate as the other stuff that we're talking about. So if you've got a network, right, we'll call that the hardware, or in some cases it's software, but that's the network. The logistical capabilities to do what you're... And then... All of this other shit attaches onto it, right? So you've got an app for Facebook, you've got a cell phone, you've got a PC, you've got all of this stuff that is just attaching onto the network to possibly assist with communications, right? A television, in the old days, a telephone, all of this stuff is attaching to the network, but the network itself, without that, we couldn't have all of those other things. But within the network itself, and again, the technology has progressed. I mean, you know, we went from dial-up to DSL to now we're on fiber. I mean, you can get, not everybody, not me, I can't get it, Um and not everyone can, but you can get gig speed internet at your house now. So that's definitely a huge leap because now you're talking about being able to download a fucking entire movie in like 35 seconds um, to be able to have two Xboxes, five TVs, a fridge, and a fucking stove all attached, and you'll never see any latency at all because it's that fucking fast, right? So the, the network itself has progressed. And then, of course, all of the other stuff that attached to it, I think probably has progressed more than the network itself, because it's easy to come up with that next new best thing. I mean, we went through several iterations of it. You know, we went from Facebook to Twitter, Twitter to Snapchat, or sorry, say Instagram, Instagram to Snapchat, Snapchat to TikTok. And now, you know, you've got people streaming somebody's live video of them showing you how to fucking shave their head or do makeup or whatever. I don't know what people watch on TikTok. I think the makeup thing is what she watches most. <laughs> um, she also said that there was a fat girl showing her feet. Um, I don't know. So apparently, 
that's the next best thing. No, that that is. I, I I agree entirely because you know now we can watch people put on their makeup or show their feet or whatever. But again, no, it's that's the app that is attaching to it. So I don't care about the app, but we need the airwaves for the app to work. And that's the network part. So now, you know, you talked about telecom and how, well, you kind of started down the road. So they broke up AT&T and AT&T came up with to where there was AT&T, which is now sadly DirecTV, I think. Um, and AT&T broke off and there were the baby bells, right? So there was Mountain Bell, there was Pacific yeah. Bell, Illinois Bell, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever, Southwestern Bell. A lot of bells. Bells. Um, the government thought that they had too much control over telecom. There was no competition because basically all of these guys were doing the same things. There was Bell Labs. They were the ones helping with the technology and innovation. Um, so they deregulated and broke up the baby bells, um, which is how Quest Communications came about, CenturyLink down in Louisiana. There were a bunch of them. Well, now there's a company called Lumen Technologies and they bought CenturyLink, and CenturyLink had already bought up a bunch of the competitive local exchange carriers. Um, Time Warner was owned by, there was a big government contractor up in Broomfield. Um, level three. Level three, yeah. So Level three bought Time Warner, but now all of these companies have merged and they're under one roof called Lumen Communications. So I don't know if the government did it on purpose or not, but by saying we're deregulating, they've eliminated competition and created one huge fucking telephone company again. And, and more than just a telephone company, I mean, Level 3, just as an example, owns a company called Professional, Professional Military Resources Incorporated. Right. And of course, it made sense that they would buy that because they, they they bought the company. Uh, when they, it made sense they buy because they had all the the satellite capabilities that you need to run a private military operation. But uh, the private military company they bought up, they knew how to deal with uh, logistics. They had Harvard connections because of the uh, people that sat on the board were all people that were former military, former intelligence people. Uh, I had a friend whose dad was an ex-colonel who went and did some work in Somalia on behalf of the, the, the company that were training African Union troops, um, you make whatever ought to, ought not to, that there is. But when you look at communications companies like that, I don't even know. I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, level three is almost a fucking state, you know, like a nation state unto itself. I mean, That was the hardest building I've ever had to get into. Really? Huh. It was rough. That, make, that makes sense. I mean, they had retina scans clear back in I think it was 2009 when I went in there and they made me do a retina scan took a facial photo I had to go through a man trap to get through well you see 
So then if you see all this, I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, you asked the question of whether or not we own the airwaves. I mean, these motherfuckers don't, just don't give a fuck. I mean, like you said, they're they're controlling a, an empire of, of, of wealth and, and uh, you know, protecting. Well, and now it's got to be even worse. And I don't know, you know, CenturyLink owned a lot of stuff. And so did Quest, for that matter. Level 3 did, too. Um but, you know, you talk about the military connections and who knows what else they owned, you know, at the time that this this merger happened. Um, but it's a huge fucking company now. I mean, uh, I want to see if I can figure out who does what. It's not a company. It's an individual. Yeah, it's a person. <laughs> It is a person. Century. Okay, so Lumen brings together the talent and experience, infrastructure, and capabilities of CenturyLink, Level 3, and 25 other technology companies to create a new kind of company, one designed to address the dynamic data and application needs of the fourth industrial revolution. So... That what that's a total of twenty seven companies. So they really did create just one big fucking telephone company again, or sorry, one communications company that is has their fingers in every fucking bowl. And do you think that the FCC is really telling these people what to do? No, I mean, like, I don't see like when I see something like that acting. Particularly, like, I mean, and of course, like, I, I have an incredible bias, but if they're functioning on behalf of private military positions, private military contracts come from state actors, right? So, like, if, where does the, where does the state end and the corporation begin? Where does the corporation end and the state begin? I'm not certain anymore that, uh, particularly as these spaces that, like, the military was something that generally, I mean, if you look at it from, like Max Weber, uh, the the idea of uh, uh, military power being used, uh, uh, being wielded by the state, that's the only legitimate space that it's supposed to function out of. It's not supposed to function out of these private spaces. I mean, the legitimate use of authority, the legitimate use of military is supposed to be wielded by the state. And that's generally speaking, at least inside of a lot of academic circles, but something that people have generally speaking sort of accepted is I don't. I won't say axiom, but sort of like a truism. But when you start to see level three, what, what what's what's the company? What is it? Lumen. Lumen. Lumen functioning, uh, doing these things that were historically state functions. You know, I mean, uh, like like the FCC. Where, I mean, where does the FCC begin and Lumen end? You know, I mean, and of course you'd have to take a deep deep long look at that. And I, I don't have any evidence or figures on it, but. I don't know. These are the kind of things that make me a little jittery, you know? So I was just looking up news to see if I could figure out what the other 25 companies were off of their website. But they just got a $137 million contract to update um, Customs and Border Control or Border, Border Patrol, Patrol um, their telecom. They, um, yeah. So, I mean... They're being contracted by the state to do that. Right. So, they are definitely a huge company, and 
I don't I don't see where the FCC did anything except approve it and and do exactly cut the their licenses. Of, do exactly the opposite of what their intentions were. They, there is no there is no competition anymore. You have seen an absolute consolidation of power. Right. Very nearly absolute, if not absolute. That's a problem. So I, then again, I've got to ask, what good the, does the fucking FCC even do? Is it one of those like a a limb that is useless and just needs to be cut off. Well, I mean, maybe we have a lot of those. Maybe it's just like, you know, voting. It's one of those things that we put in a certain spot to make a person think that they're actually there for the public good. We don't even know what the fucking public good is anymore. We don't even know what the public is anymore. I mean, the, the public is just a bunch of fucking consumers. I mean, we don't citizenship. I don't even know what the fuck it's fuck citizenship is just voting, you know, just writing letters. I actually, after we talked about letters, quick tangent, uh, I, I found a letter that I wrote to Tom Tancredo about East Timor in like 97. And uh, <laughs> I dogged on him. And he actually, like, I, I'm sure it wasn't him. I'm sure it was one of his aides. But it was it was not a cookie-cutter response. But, of course, Tom Tancredo was like, he didn't like all the military adventurism. He, he wanted the, 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 the United States to be like a strong just nation-state that wasn't doing all these these activities so but it was actually a response it was kind of hilarious so but again it, it's just like the fcc it's just probably one of those limbs that uh tom tanker was just like the fcc probably one of those limbs that we need to cut off <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically metaphorically yeah so i don't know um i'd have to look at their budget to see you know how much money they actually make from licensing i'm guessing that it's a lot because just looking at their organizational chart they have several different bureaus available um that that run different stuff and then they have a lot of offices and strangely enough most of the offices are attorneys they've got an entire office of law judges they've got general counsel Council, the Inspector General. Imagine that. Um, yeah, so. Even the Roman times, to be sure. Wow. Um, so, I don't know. I've been searching the internet. I don't even see how long we've talked. Um, yeah, so we've been on about 35 minutes now. Maybe this is going to be a shorter episode because... I kind of went a different way than I had anticipated when I hit record. Um, or maybe I should start scripting myself. I don't know. I like, I like where we end up sometimes. I, I don't think that you should overthink it. Yeah. Um, I, I think what I said should provoke enough thought to, you know, make these, our listeners think about, how valuable the information they're getting actually is, um, you know, and, and maybe seek second, third, and, and fourth opinions before they start quoting a news report. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable to, I mean, the original point that you brought up about ownership of that space, I don't think that's an unreasonable question either. I, I do I do think it's valuable to 
to understand that these spaces that are mediums of communication are they they should be the people's you know they should be things that the people benefit from i don't think there's i don't think it's unreasonable for you know for the nfl to pay a little bit greater tax or you know any any of those spaces to if you're going to manipulate use these things these are social spaces these are i would i would argue that they're comments they're spaces that, that belong to citizens so i don't think that that's totally out of bounds at all well and at least with regard to the internet i mean you know it may be something different now but that communication was started within the government yeah it was in the military and yeah the, the r&d was paid for by class so it's something that you know we should we should benefit from google shouldn't just have a premium on it. i mean look I'm, I'm not saying they they innovate that's fine you can make some money off of that but this absolute negotiation position is fucking crazy they shouldn't get that much they don't need that much who the fuck needs that much no is that so good old roger can you know get his 10 billion dollar bonus because he signed a huge contract for a hundred billion dollars you know i i mean seriously we're talking about money that should be able to change the course of lives. Yeah, human human history. All, yeah. all of all of our history. Like maybe start to deal with environmental questions or something like that. Right. Make sure that we have, you know, real 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 things that are gonna, you know, so that my daughter, you know, is gonna live to see <laughs> there's there's lots of things we could put that money in, and that's why I mentioned the fact that our infrastructure is, is fucked. I mean, we've got bridges that are literally falling apart. Um, I can't remember which city it was, but a huge chunk of fucking asphalt fell off and hit in the road below. And I think they put, like, tape and cones up around it. I don't know that they ever fixed it but railroad trestles i mean there's lots of stuff that is need of repair despite the fact that our civil engineering capabilities are go to china folks i you know i i i, I went i went to chengdu uh which is western china in 2016 and uh that's sichuan is the province and in the northern part of sichuan you uh um it's kind of like a Yellowstone kind of an area where they got all these like geysers and you know stinky bubbly shit. It, it, it's really pretty, right? <laughs> but when you go from Chengdu to get up there, when you're climbing up through the elevation, you go through a bunch of tunnels, right? So like in in Colorado, everybody's so proud of the Eisenhower Tunnel, the history of the Eisenhower Tunnel. I think that when we went uh, to where we went to, we we went through 13 tunnels that were as big as the Eisenhower Tunnel. To get up to that area um that that is a country you know for all of its shortcomings of which it has many uh they're they're invested in infrastructure right now they're they're, they're putting their roads together they're, they're going to make sure that they're going to have something for further down the down the road so to speak uh they, they're building these incredible bullet trains that are going from one side of the country to the other that are actually going to go into other countries because it's supposed to interlink all, all of that part of asia so you know, these are these are we could 
We there could are definitely use goods. some money. Yeah, there are social goods that we could we could utilize those funds for. So now all we've got to do is figure out who actually owns them or talk them into saying that we do own them. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we do, but I need to go back and read more. So And so we will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, money thing aside, um, you know, keep in mind that the FCC is supposedly monitoring all these huge corporations. You know, Comcast, Lumen Technologies, Amazon, Google. Um, so before parroting some news that you heard, uh, make sure you, you double check it. Make sure that it is actually news and that they didn't leave a part out or change a number or whatever the case maybe, is. Maybe funnel it to you because they're trying to project a certain of interest that has nothing to do with you right so um well that's all i've got to say we can uh sit here and listen to darren some more if he's got more no all right good deal um remember 720-334-ROLL roll bitches we're on twitter at shortbus debate um I think you can catch us on TikTok at Short Bus Debate Club. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Later.